dating and love. <laughs> Guys, wait, let's do that again. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Dating and love on the Timmy Gibson show. Ooh, I like it. All right, with special guests, Steve Janky, Gretchen Marie, and Pammy Nicholson, all in the house. Everybody say hey. Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> and Steve is the man. He brought tacos for everybody, and he also brought uh, an old-fashioned so we could try that. So let's cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Steve. Yeah, Steve, thank you. Oh, wow. Really? That's thank you. Good, that dude. is awesome. <laughs> That's that's as oh good as that gosh. speakeasy that we. Ooh, that's. That, yeah. I feel dude, that going look at down. you, man. Yeah, that's, I'm like warm in yeah. my soul. <laughs> I paid a dear price to learn how to make them. That well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know the stories, people. He's exactly telling what's up. Uh, I'm real. Thank you for coming on the show. Seriously, y'all, I, I really appreciate this. This this book, um, How to Not Die Alone by Logan Uri, has it's really impacting me. Um, Clearly, I'm, all my podcasts lately have been about it. And did you guys know that she shared my uh, Instagram post? No. Yeah, she did. Oh, yes. Awesome. I was like, yeah. So so she knows who I am, y'all. You're going to uh, be famous one day. Yeah, one day. So th that was, I mean, that was cool. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things about this book that I really, really love. And I think what's going to make this a great topic is, you know, Logan, I think, wrote this when she was in her late 20s. She was single at the time, dating. Uh, now she's actually married. I think she's 32 now or whatever, um, which, you know, I'm learning as a 52-year-old. I'm learning a lot from her. Uh, but I also, you know, I'm 52, you know, so I've been around a little bit longer and have have had some experiences. And so I feel if if anything, I can, I'll use her, her words, that, you know, we can add color, you know, to to a great book. Uh, just because of our experience and and what we've gone through as you know folks that are older than 32 you know um Steve being 27 <laughs> <laughs> the youngest in the group um you know you and I are middle-aged you are you middle-aged Gretchen I'm 48 48 okay 48 52 and 29 <laughs> Do you, if you don't Thank mind you. giving your age, you're, you're oh, 50, 53 tomorrow. I'll be 54. Ooh. Wait, did wow. you really? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. So this is a birthday party too. It yes. is. I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. Cheers, cheers to your birthday. <laughs> yeah. For real. My gosh. That's awesome. So, so how old again? 50, 54, 54. So you're just, yeah, I turned 53 this year. So you're just a year ahead of me. So did you graduate high school in 86? 86, 87. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. We've got, we got power. We got kicks. We're the class of '86. Oh, you know what? You know what ours was? <laughs> yeah. You'll laugh. Class of '87. We're all going to heaven. heaven. Oh. That's the I know. <laughs> I was uber Christian then, so that sounded pretty awesome. See, I was class of '01. The world was supposed to end the year before, so we didn't. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I remember at that moment in my life, I was a youth pastor down in Texas, and we did this big, huge youth party. Uh, for New Year's Eve when it clicked over to 2000. It was funny because I had one of my leaders back in the back. We had like, you know, 500 kids there. It was like a big deal. And at right when it struck midnight and we all started cheering, he hit the breaker. <laughs> we all, we scheduled it. It was all planned. People freaked the fuck out. And I'm like, y'all know Jesus, right? You shouldn't be all freaked out. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. We're going to be talking about Logan Uri's book, um, 
how to not uh, die alone. Uh, she gets this comment a lot. I hate the title, but it it's, and she said that she likes the title, but she realizes it's a bad title, but she likes it because it's triggering. And I'm like, exactly. Like it triggers you. Like, I don't want to fucking die alone. And then it also triggers some people because they're like, well, I don't want to be in a relationship. So what's that mean for me? You know, like, you don't, you don't truly die alone. You know, if you have family and friends and all that, you know, you're not alone, but it was a marketing thing. And I, it worked. Here we are. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about it and I bought the book. It's probably what people are Googling. <laughs> well, sure. How do I not mm -hmm. die alone? Right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, she works for Google. So she, has Oh, you know what? Look at you. That's probably exactly <laughs> what the fuck's going on. She paid attention to the details. Yes, she did. <laughs> That's the blessing of women. Guys are like, I hate the fucking title. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's, I'm going to pick on one, one thing first, and let's just kind of talk about what we thought about each of these things. She talks about, I think I'm going to kick it off with the main thing that I really struggle with, which fuck the spark. Yes. Mm -hmm. And for those listening, fuck the spark is chapter 11. It's basically uh, saying it's basically squashing all of the romantic, the rom-coms, the Disney movies that, you know, you see someone from across the room and there's tickles in your tummy and then there's the magic, you know, there's that. <laughs> like literally, you know, I think she's in the book. She talks about you reach, you're in the produce aisle. You both reach for the tomato, the same one. And it's like magic. And I'll be honest, that's me. Right. And so I struggled with that because I'm like, well, fuck it. Hey, I got to give up my dreams for the tickles in my tummy and all the sparkles, you know? <laughs> and then she talks about someone being sparkly, you know, sparky. And, and then I felt like, oh, fuck, I think I might be a little sparkly. Like, you know what I mean? Like I might be sparkly, which, which, you know, I've been digging into that. Like, you know, as soon as you meet someone, it's super sparkly. And she said, sometimes that's more about the person that they're sparkly than it is about, you know, the, the connection. You know what I mean? Like you feel the sparks because the person's sparky rather than there's an actual spark between you and the person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else's dreams get dashed like mine over that or not really? Well, fuck. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I'm the only one. Podcast is over. Oh, okay. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. <laughs> More next week. Hey. Um, yeah. The, what about you? Gretchen? I'm, I'm struggling with it too. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. What, what about it? You know, kind of triggered you. Well, she just says that, the spark, you know, go for the slow burn, all of that. Yeah. But the problem that I have in here is that she talks about in one chapter about the exposure effect. So she says here, you know, that you can build that spark. And she, there's that story in there about the cook and the hostess and he drove her home and stuff like that. And yeah. he had asked mm -hmm. her out and she was like, no, I'm not interested. But then over time, yeah. you know, you get accustomed and then she, they ended up getting married my problem with this is how do you make this applicable to dating? Right. Because I don't have time to invest in a person, you know, if I don't have that initial spark. Right. You know, right. They're, like, again, we talked about that in intrigue or that interest or something, but there still has to be, to me, I feel like a little bit something more in order to keep moving on with that and put that investment and that time. Yeah. So she just applies this to, she talks about like students or um, 
college students and you yeah. know how they're with each other and how they feel, you know, at the beginning sure. of the semester, the end of the semester. And it's all with that. They're being familiar. Yeah. And that the exposure. Right, right, right. Which I thought that was interesting when she, when she did talk about that, you know, that normally you get with people that you either, you know, live nearby or they're in your neighborhood or you have kids that go to the same school. And so there's this continual, you keep seeing the same people. You work with mm. them. Yeah. 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 Or yeah, you work with them. Um, I still think, cause I've, I've, I haven't finished the book entirely, but I've watched hours and hours and hours of, of her being interviewed. And what she says is that she's not saying that there had, doesn't have to be any spark, which I was like, thank God, because like, I can't look at someone and go, I'm not attracted to you at all, but let's give this a go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the part that, that I was like, I feel like there needs to be at least what Gretchen said, at least an intrigue or a, at least curiosity. You know what I mean? Like some kind of level of, interest to make to motivate me to want to pursue well and that's i think maybe shifting the story behind what is the spark does the spark have to be that romantic chemistry or can the spark be oh we have common interests like we have really cool like we both like to go uh, we like to travel or you know and there there can be a certain excitement around traveling with someone yeah or, you know, we both like to cook. That, that can be, I mean, I think just shifting the idea of what that spark is yeah. can, can help in pursuing something and, and giving time to it versus just saying, oh, well, there's no chemistry or there's no romantic spark, therefore I'm done. Yeah. You, yeah, I, I, I see that point. What about, Steve seems to be better at this because he and I talk quite a bit just, you know, hanging out with people enough to where that can build over time. But are, there's at least a, an interest, right? At least some kind of a curiosity or are you just like, Hey, let's just hang out whether there's anything at all and let's see what happens or. Yeah, it depends. You know, I mean, there's women I've known that I've hung out with four years since I got my divorce and, you know, we have fun, we mix cocktails and we're just friends, you know, no amount of hanging out together has brought anything, but then like, you know, there's a woman I meet for a lunch date and the lunch date goes four hours, you know? And I mean, honestly, I think what it is, is there has to be something, you know, and then a clear indication that, you know, Hey, I, I'm interested in this person in this way, you yeah. know? But yeah. I think, you know, as far as like just sparks, I mean, you, Give me a night at a speakeasy. You pick the girl. I'll make sparks. I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just add another cocktail. I'm sparky all over the place. There, well, there's no doubt about it. And this is something that Steve and I have gone round and round about. And I've finally conceded and, and given up to recognizing that he had a, a good thought, which was, you know, because I was limiting all my, you know, dates to coffee dates, you know. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I realized, you know, uh, coffee date or happy hour kind mm -hmm. of a thing is, is a, is a nice, a nice mix just because like you said, there can be that one, a, a cocktail can kind of warm you up, you know, like this cocktail is doing, uh, you know, warm you up and, you know, calm the nerves a little bit for, for both you and the other person, uh, which can maybe allow for there to be a spark, mm -hmm. you know, let, rather than being jacked up on caffeine. Well, the thing is a coffee date is like the lowest effort you could possibly put into a first date. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, so if I meet someone for coffee, what I'm saying is like, yeah, I'm interested enough in you to meet you, but I'm going to put like a buck 75. In <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, and how often do you do coffee dates where they actually end up paying for their own because you're not 
you don't get there at the same time versus mm -hmm. at a happy hour, you yeah. might have to actually buy the drink. You yeah. know, I mean, there's a different energy with that as well. Yeah. Well, the thing is also, if you're doing happy hour, I mean, every Starbucks is the same fucking place. Every messenger coffee is the same place. You know, yeah. you go to happy hour, I mean, see what they pick or you pick. And, you know, you can actually tell, you know, like if you, if, you're going out with me. We're going to happy hour at drastic. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> or PS speakeasy or, you know, and you know, I mean, where do they go? Do they go to the Hulahans bar? Do they go to the margaritas <laughs> bar? Do they go to, you know, yeah. Maybe yeah. at the golden corral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a bar. <laughs> Dang it. Like everywhere I, has a bar. If you have a flask, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make my own bar. It's a good mixer. <laughs> yeah. I, probably for me, and because I, and here's why she brings it up is that when we think about what's important to us, right? I had this conversation earlier today. Our, our abs and, you know, big boobs, like for the guys, abs, is that what's going to carry a relationship, you know, the distance? Not at our age. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that for sure, not at our age. And, and this is a conversation, you know, Pammy and I had way back which was when I first became single a few years ago, I started dating like I was 21 again, mm. which I'm not 21. My brain's not 21. Nothing about me is 21. So I was my whole, what I was looking for, what was important to me, what I, you know, wanted, I wasn't thinking anything about, do you have debt? Like I, that was not mm. even on my radar. Do you have debt? How's your emotional stability? Like I, that, those things weren't even in my mind. I was just like, you got a hot body and I want that. You know, that's all I thought about. And, you know, now clearly as a, as a middle-aged man, you're like, okay, you know, they're loyal, they're trustworthy, are they, you know, fun, are they stable? Or, the, you know, there's all these, the, the things that she mentioned. Matter of fact, I have them right here. She said, you know, loyalty is important, kindness, emotional stability. You know, that's something that we actually probably ought to talk I about. I loved how she defined that. Yeah. 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 How did she define that? I'm, Put me on the spot. Oh, sorry. Pay but, me. Uh, <laughs> I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is, oh, you've got it good. Yeah. So a emotionally stable partners are measured in their responses. They take time to thoughtfully respond rather than to impulsively react. That was uh, one way yes. that she defined it. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that, you don't get that from a first date, right? No. That's, that's why what, Steve and I were talking this week and he said he, he would like, if there's an initial interest, he almost says, why don't we date for at least 30 days? Like this, let's be all in for 30 days and then reassess in the end of 30 days and just kind of see where we're at. Because that's the thing is someone might appear totally emotionally stable at coffee and maybe even a happy hour, but you have some kind of, you were supposed to be someplace at a certain time and you weren't and you get their reaction. And mm -hmm. you know, like the things don't quite go like they thought or like you thought and what's the house, how do they respond to that? Holy shit. That'll tell you a lot. Yeah, and we don't date like that anymore. You know, I mean, that's, that's why I was, you know, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about how I date and how I have dated in the past, you know, cause I, I just did a breakup. It was a really great relationship. And like I met the girl right around Christmas and I was like, you know, what? I'm doing a Hallmark Christmas. So we like launched straight into it. We're walking through Christmas slides, making cookies. I mean, it was wonderful. And I was like, and then you're so romantic. Yeah. I can wean it, you know, but, <laughs> but then when we broke up, I mean, it's just because we're at different points in our life. I mean, she's a wonderful lady, but you know, I mean, I was like, man, was that fair of me to like, come on like that? And then I realized, you know, maybe we should just always come on like that. You know, the way we date nowadays, it's like, we, you know, 
I don't swipe, but everyone else does. And if I meet someone, they date online. And it's like we sit down, we try to pretend like we're the least into it of, of the two. And then, you know, we text back and forth. You get no sense of how they are in like, you know, a romantic situation or a stressful situation. or So I'm like, man, we should just like, you know, default to like just keep going out until there's a clear reason not to, you know, I mean. I love that. Pretend Steve. you fucking like them. I like that idea. You know what? <laughs> I, I I think that's kind of what, I think that's what this book is saying. And mm -hmm. that's why when you're saying that, I wouldn't have been open to that probably a year ago. But now I'm like, you know what? That that sounds like a really good idea. That if there's If there's an initial like, you know what? I'd like to get to know you and let's see then make that decision and say, let's, let's go for this for a mm -hmm. month, you know, not make a Facebook official or anything, but like, <laughs> let's go for this and, and really see where this could be and what it could be. And then be able to make that, you know, make that call at the end of, you know, whatever the mm -hmm. time frame that it is, usually something would reveal itself. You know, oh, yeah. usually you might not even get through the entire month, you know, something might arise and you're like, ah, or they might be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, if I can't pry out someone's psycho in 30 days, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's an awesome idea. I, I I like that, and and I'm. I think I'm, you date like I that. I do, I do, and when I really am into somebody, they'll get a hundred percent of my focus. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm, I'm not going to talk to other people. I'm not going to date other people because I want to make those determinations. And the more time that I spend with someone, the more focus that I that I put on them that's going to give me the feedback. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, but I do like, I like that, you know, why not just, let's just be us. Yeah. Let's just be who we are all the time. And you know, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And yeah. you know, and I think the part that probably makes me nervous is just the part of if it's not mutual, you know, like they're really like, Oh my God, I like this guy or vice versa. Let's say I'm really liking them. And we get to the end of the 30 days and they're like, <laughs> I'm not feeling you, Timmy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sad because I was totally into you. You know what I mean? Like I gave you everything and now my heart's fucking out on the table and you fucking put a knife in it. You know, like that's the part I think that, that scares me, which is weird because I, I was in a marriage for 25 years. So it's not like, you know, when people even want to hint at, are you scared of commitment? I'm like, like what the fuck are you talking about am i scared of commitment um uh, but i think honestly i mean maybe it comes from getting divorced and that pain does maybe make you a little like skittish mm -hmm. uh i mean were you skittish at all like after or were you like oh i really don't want to get hurt <laughs> or can you not answer that <laughs> I was way too dumb be, to be turned out unsupervised. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know enough to be scared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. His first date, he didn't know he was even on a date. A fucking accident. <laughs> he found out by the end. Oh, this is a date. My last date was the accident. I'm not getting better. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, we're, what? We're getting married this weekend. <laughs> Oh shit. I don't want to date. I just want to be everyone's friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. So let me read that list. Loyalty, kindness, emotional stability, uh, growth mindset. But okay, now that, that one. That one's yeah. big. Yeah. That's a that's a big one to me because I'm committed to growing. You know, I'm a forever learner, you yes. know. Um, and maybe that comes from being a teacher for so many years that I constantly had to read to be able to feel qualified to teach. And so I'm a constant learner. Like I would, 
the thought of when people talk about going to school for their entire life, I'm like, that actually sounds super exciting to me. Like the thought of being a student all my life, that just sounds so awesome, you know? Um, so yeah, having a growth mindset, ability to make, um, tough decisions. I really like that too. You know, if they freeze, you know, if they can't make tough decisions, uh, and then the last one there's, um, and I really like this one too. What side of me do they bring out? <laughs> you know, do they bring out anger? Do they bring out frustration? Do they bring out anxiety? That's a, that's, I think that's a really big one. Yeah. Because I know once I got out of my marriage, I mean, my kids, my friends, everyone, they were like, you, who are you? Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is the real me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What about, what about you, Pammy? That, that's a big one for me too. And similar. I mean, I'm not the same person and it, the growth mindset has a lot to do with that too. Just the mm-hmm. fact that I'm constantly improving myself. You know, I don't want to be the same person tomorrow that I am today. Well, look you at know, us. We're reading this book. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're all reading this yeah. book. Well, I know for me, so, and this is, this is actually no reflection on my ex at all. Like literally this is not her fault. Sometimes just two people, it, it's not her. Like it's just us. Like this particular connection, um, you know, does that make sense? It's again, it's I, it's I has nothing to do with my ex, yeah. right? Um, it it, but it was all about me in that context. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for me, I needed to be alone. Part of my challenge was, and I've mentioned this before. I went from my parents' house to a dorm room, to an apartment with a couple of roommates, to another apartment with a couple of roommates, to marriage. So I've never been alone and I didn't realize how much I'd love it. (laughs) You know, and again, no reflection on my ex. She's a wonderful woman. Just me as an individual, it's like I'm really enjoying myself, you know. Mm Do, decorate how I want to decorate, do what I want to do when I want to do it, watch what I want to watch. Th- you know what I mean? Like everything that sounds very narcissistic or selfish, but it's just, I'd never been that way. Yeah, when you don't have that no option or you don't have that opportunity growing up. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Cause you experienced that Pammy. I yes. Mean, yeah. I you, mean, went, I, you went from your parents home to marriage, I did. right? Well, I went to college, but yes, I mean, college right into marriage. So yeah, I did move back home before I got married. So I did live with them. For, well, that was that was interesting. It's hard to I live with. Parents. I didn't realize it would be such a big deal, but it was. I just felt so like trapped, you know, with just, you know, I could, I, I just felt like I couldn't do my own thing, and I was stuck. <laughs> but, and they're wonder, they're yeah. wonderful people. Well, but, sure. But um, yeah, that's yeah. That, yeah, we. I mean, we're like. I like twins. We had like parallel lives, Yes, you know, I mean, we experienced so many of the same things. And, um, part of that was just not, not even knowing that I could be myself. Cause I didn't know what that was. You know, I right. just, I, I was a robot. I was a, I was a product of a, you know, of a your system and yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's something that you and I've talked a lot about offline, just, Yeah. To find myself, I can't even express the fullness that is like in my soul. That freedom. Yeah. Now to be able to go, oh, 
that's who Timmy is. And not, not just that, but to go, I like me. You know what I mean? Like I like who I am as a person and I'm still growing. I'm still getting better. And, you know, I'm still trying to, uh, you know, learn and develop. And, and part of it is the feedback you get from relationships. I know she talks about that. She said, you know, if you're a hesitator, she talks about a romanticizer, which is, which I was a, a maximizer, which is you keep research. Research is always going to be something better. You know, and the romanticizers that the spark thing. That was me. Yeah. Which shocked me. That was me. I don't. Oh my it. gosh. It shocked <laughs> me. Yeah. Because the first time I did it, I came out maximizer, but I think the reason was there was one question that I've been training myself to do. And, but when I answered it in the, in the book, I, I was like, no, answer it as honestly as you can, not what you are training yourself to do, but you know, like inside, like who, who you are. And so I answered that question differently and that shifted it yeah. to romance, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay knowing that because right. I am already training myself to become more aware of that and, and make different choices so that I don't get caught up in the, the fairy tale. Yeah. Well, she said in the book that, you know, most people don't really know what they want. And, and I was like, at first I was offended. <laughs> don't talk to me like that, Logan. I know what I want. But then I was like, you know what? That's, that's true. Like, I think in my mind, like I can see her, like, here's what I want, but dear Lord, that's not what it would be a, that, yeah, that's not necessarily what I want. I think that my idea of what I want, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe the person that I really need or would be good for me is within that person, you know what I mean? But I can't, I can't, um, yeah, there's definitely people that I would like, quote unquote, if I was online, you know, that I would swipe left on that if I was working with them and around them and hanging out with them, that I'd be like a swipe right, you know? Uh, so being able to, to recognize that and, and change the mindset that's, I am literally in the process of altering my mindset around, you know, dating and around, um, the whole idea of how to date, you know? So Pammy, you, you, you do the, you definitely date a lot like the book talks about, like you go for the slow burn. Mm -hmm. What, why? Because I've done the other and it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I've just, I mean, I'm just learning that whatever we focus on is where that's where our energy is going to go. And so yeah. if I'm trying to get to know somebody, but my energy is going off over here and over here and you know, all these other places, how can I truly, how can they get to know me? How can I be my authentic self in all these different areas? You know what I mean? I yeah. just, it just is not, it's too much energy going too many different directions yeah. and it's just too much work, yeah. you know, but it's also important to me that I'm making a commitment to myself first that this relationship or this person that I'm dating is that important to me. Like I want to see where this goes Yeah. that I'm not distracted. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just a choice that I made yeah. after doing it the other way. Right. <laughs> isn't that funny how we learn? It's, I'm like, no, this is the way I want to do it. And after a while you're like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. And Gretchen, which, which one were you? 
was the maximizer, but when you get into the chapter, it talks about something else. I'm more like that one. The romanticizer? I, no, or, the sufficer. Is that what it oh, was? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm more that way. So when she gives the example about the espresso machine, I don't need to check 20,000 reviews and this and this and that. I just go, which one's the best one? I, I do that Yeah. as they talk about in the book. Yeah. And that's what I like about those three dating tendencies, blind spots, how she also tells you, you know, which one you are. And then she tells you how you, in each chapter for that one, how to change your mindset to get that person and to get that long-term relationship that you're looking for. Yeah. That's what I like in there. Yeah. Steve, you were the romanticizer. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're romantic. Yeah. You said that earlier. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's just, that was, that was wild. To... I saw your white horse out there. <laughs> 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 Steve rode up on a white stallion. <laughs> I'm like, with really? Tacos, You're a romanticist? No shit. I even... <laughs> Steve brought taco, street tacos. He fucking brought all the fixings for an old fashioned. That's one of the best old fashions I've ever so had. Good. This is the, 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 the newest speakeasy in town right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I love it. I love it. So there's a part in the book where Logan talks about mend it or end it. Now I want to be real clear. We're not talking about marriage. If you're married, don't be like, I think it's time to end it. Like th this is about, like I would say, matter of fact, my advice is always this. If you're married, you should do everything in your power to make it work if possible. Right? Like there's an ancient text that says live at peace as much as it depends upon you. You know, there's two people in a relationship. You can't always make it work. Clearly everybody knows that. Uh, even if you want it to, even if you pray, even if you have crystals, even if you do meditation, it still might not work out if the other person isn't willing to work it out. Or, you know, if you're the person that's not willing to work it out, like it, it takes two, but the whole thought on mend it and end it, you know, as I read that list, you're looking for lo loyalty, kindness, emotional stability, growth mindset, ability to make tough decisions and what, uh, side of me do they bring out i'm thinking those are like a criteria of what i would look at to whether i need to end it or mend it you know like how do they fight how do they approach tough decisions you know and and can someone break one of these and and it still work out that would be my question yeah. like is that a all or nothing list is that you know or is there leeway for allowing people to grow right in an area that maybe they're willing to at least try my so. i mean just my off the cuff thought would be depending on the person's heart right like mm -hmm. if someone is has a uh if they're uh, um humble and willing to to work on it you know if they get all amped up and prideful and arrogant and like no nah, it's you and blah 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 like well, that's not that's not going to work yeah. You know, but if they're flexible and, and what's, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking at, I guess, humble or contrite, you know, where they're like, you bring him, you bring something to a complaint, you bring her or him a complaint saying, Hey, I feel disrespected. Da, 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 da. And if the person bows up and says, well, you disrespect me all the time, huh? leave that motherfucker. Like they're that, not open. No, fuck that all. person. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. But if they have a contrite heart and they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to hurt you. That was not intentional. You know, like if they face it head on and, and you know what I mean? Really listen and they're willing to grow and to change. I mean, that's my thought. What do you guys think? 
<laughs> I mean, what, 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 what would it be for you, Pammy? Like what, what, if one of these things, if you saw some um, emotional instability, mm-hmm. go, what yeah. would you do? Um, I would definitely bring it up. And I have, I've been in relationships in the past where, um, anger was an issue and I brought it up. The, the individual actually, he said, you know, this is not who I want to be. Um, I'm going to get counseling. And I said, great, I will support you in that. And I stayed in the relationship. And as it continued to happen um, and the person didn't get counseling, I said, well, you said you were going to get counseling. I am. Okay. When? Like, let's have some deadlines. Let's, you know, if you're going to work on tomorrow, this, yeah, let's do this, you know? And in the end, the, he did not follow through with what he said he was going to do. And when I, when I said, I can't, I cannot have that in my life. Um, then he was like, I'll call tomorrow. Like I'll, you know, and he had gone once, but he hadn't followed up and he had that he wanted to change. That's what he told me. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, and I said, I'll support you. And I did support him in that. But when someone for me, you know, if they, if they cannot, or they, if they're unwilling or they have zero desire to make that change, then I'm, I'm going to move on because I, you know, I have, I have values. I have energy that I want in my life, a certain lifestyle I want. And that is, you know, joy and happiness. And someone is angry and bitter and all of the things that does not fit into my puzzle at all. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's, then that's, that's it. That's when I end it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I and I've said this a million times, I, I just, you know, I've worked with a lot of couples where there was been maybe infidelity. These are married folks, you know, infidelity, and we've been able to reconcile and make it work, especially if, you know, he repented or she repented and was sorry, you know, ended the relationship, the other relationship and all that, we can make it work. I've helped a lot of couples go through that. But then there's been those times where the person wasn't repentant, you know, what wasn't really willing to break it off and wanted his cake and eat it too and all the different things where it didn't work out, you know. So then I continue to work with the one that is the learner, you know, that wants to continue to work and grow and whatever. So it's, it's just goes back to what you said. It depends on where they are and their willingness to work on themselves um, to where, yeah, if that's, if that's going to work or not for you. Yeah. You know? And they can say it, but they have to follow it up with action. Yeah. Not, I mean, we all, oh, do. Words I, are cheap. You know, we all do. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, life's too short though. Is. God mm-hmm. bless America. Yeah. Life is too short to be miserable. I, and I just, I guess I'm at a, maybe it's my age, you know, I just, I have got to a stage in my life where I'm, I refuse to be miserable. I, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Like it's just not, I'm not going to commit myself to a life of misery. So, you know, if I'm with someone that's, you know, not loyal, not kind, not emotionally stable and they're don't have a growth mindset and on and on, I don't have, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I know I won't be alone, but there's that part of me. that's like, well, I'd rather be alone <laughs> than miserably coupled. Can I hear an amen? Somebody. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> miserably well, coupled. Yeah. Miserably coupled. Yeah. Is that my word or did I steal that? From I don't her? know, but that's pretty, uh, that's pretty that's, awesome. that's, I don't I think, think that's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty old tip. That was, it's been around for a while. <laughs> Steve's like Leviticus 21, 19, Timmy. <laughs> I'm definitely not the one here to post scripture. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's I so funny about I'm it. I'm pretty sure that concept's been around a minute. Uh, I don't know if you can find the word miserable. 
in the Bible? Probably not. I don't think that word is in there. Fascinating. I'm, huh. I'm just guessing. Hey, next week, it, tune in. We'll talk misery. about miserability <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> misery, yeah. Yes. Next week, it's all about misery, misery. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes oh. me think of the movie Misery. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Oh. What? So, end it or mend it? Steve, what do you think about that? Like, what, what was a sign for you to go, let's mend this? Like, this is mendable? Or if it's like, no, nah, let's end it. Well, I, I had an analogy explained to me once. Like, okay, if you, two people in a relationship, even if it's going well, you both have ideas of where it's going and when, you know? And so if you're thinking like the relationship's going to Chicago and she thinks it's going to Denver, as soon as I'm on the train to Denver, I get off. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, I mean, I don't want to waste people's time. Like, as soon as I'm like, okay, this is for different points in our life we want different things out of this we want all that you know i'm like okay listen we need to have a powwow you know this is you know not yeah. going where i want it to go and it's not going where you want it to go because you know and i'm very lucky i don't hang out with unkind people or people don't have growth god just i don't have any fucking time for that i'm a fun guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know i mean and you know it just sounds like you know i don't mean to sound shitty but if i'm dating someone they can't keep it in line for a month you know and like all that stuff's coming out in a month i'm like you know what this is great but um i'm gonna um look at other applications we're gonna go a different <laughs> way <with your> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so uh, i don't have time to fuck with that yeah i'm not a person mechanic you know i mean yeah. if you come to me and you're very obviously broken when you get here i'm just gonna shuffle you on and you can go get that fixed because i did a lot of fucking work yeah you know, I did a lot of work, a lot of journaling, a lot of talking to people, a lot of being vulnerable, way too much of it to settle down with somebody who's like, you know, there's a temper tantrum every time they don't get their way, yeah. you know? So I know, you know, for me, like this, this last breakup, it was hard because she was a really great girl. I mean, everybody liked her. I liked her. My yeah. sisters, I have five sisters and they all liked her. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. That is. yeah, that is actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't think all five of my sisters like me. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, she, she was looking for it to go one way in a certain amount of time. And I was looking at a different time frame, you know, and it's kind of one of those deals where I think she finally put it best where she said the right person at the wrong time is still the wrong person, you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, so, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Gretchen? The end it or mend it? What's been signs for you to end it or? Is she flipping a quarter over there? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you just throw a penny over her shoulder? <laughs> I like how she operates. <laughs> oh, God. Um, there, you know, I've gone on dates with guys and we've maybe been together for a couple of weeks or something like that. But I have found that I do not like men who are pouty. Because I know then that they are probably going to be more of that attachment style, anxiety attached or something. Yeah. And that they're going to always want to know, like, where the fuck I am? What are you doing? Why are you talking? I want the passcode to your phone, like shit like that. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I believe in all, you know. Transparency. Um, transparency. But... Exactly the word. But, yeah, there's there's been some that, you know, right off, I'm like. You know, it was that <laughs> there's one particular guy that I have in mind, but it was the house was on fucking fire and yeah. then it burned down <laughs> and then it was over. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, we're done. Yeah. And literally I was at his house and I was going to stay the night with him. And all of a sudden 
I just got this really weird feeling and I went, okay, I'm going to go home. And so I just called an Uber and he literally sat on the stairs and pouted. And I was like, <laughs> that's my confirmation right there. Yeah. But there's other things too. Okay, um, fine. I'll stay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, really it was, I was like, yeah. are you two? Yeah. But um, probably. <laughs> probably. So, but definitely, um, you know, I do look at some of these. I didn't realize that I looked at a lot of the qualities that she said, you know, these are the things that are probably more important than what other things are. These yeah. are, you know, thing, I thought, wow, I really do look at that. You know, I do look at like kindness. I mean, if they're just a complete total asshole, I, you know, like they might be kind to you, but then they're not kind right. to other people, you know, like at a restaurant or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, they just have to have that. They have to have that golden heart. They really do. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking for. But as far as, and it doesn't mean that the guy that pouted didn't have a golden heart. I'm sure he did. Sure. But I knew, I just knew that that, you know, wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a, I have a couple of little red flags that, that pop up. And well, I'm, tell I'm not going to say because, you know, well, here's the thing that you then somebody might modify their uh, <laughs> even though well, I'm not on the market. So here's, there's a story that Gretchen tells, which I think you need to tell it to Pammy and Steve because they haven't heard it. So to end it or mend it, this was an end it story when it, the guy said, Hey, I'll buy you dinner. And then if, Oh yeah. He, he said, are you going to let me take you out on a date? I was just talking to him and we had actually met because he he lives close to my house and we kind of met and just chit chatted for a little bit, whatever. And I thought, Oh, okay. You know, good guy. Like he seemed like a decent guy. And he literally said to me, um, are you going to, are, are we, are you going to let me take you out to dinner? Like eventually, you know, whatever. And I said, well, maybe. And he was like, Oh, come on. Like, let, and I said, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll let you take me out to dinner. And he said, okay, well, just so you know, um, I expect, sex <laughs> and, I said, and after talking to he's honest i know well right. there's, i but guess there's that but from his Pam, personality from his personality i thought he was kidding and i was like oh, oh like you're so funny like you're totally joking right and he goes no i'm dead ass serious if i buy you dinner i i expect to have sex with you at my house what a fucking and i was like dude you what's funny is his name is the same name as the powder guy too so like maybe i should stay away from that name yeah, I'm just yeah. Not gonna we say all that. have stay tuned to the end of the podcast ladies and gentlemen we'll reveal his name <laughs> and yes. then get sued yes. <laughs> did you like yeah. that story yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. i guess well, so no, I wanna, at least I, he's honest <laughs> I want to back up on the guy who wanted to make me pay for my birthday breakfast. That one. Yeah. I will tell you that the <laughs> night before there was a gentleman I had subbed out of school pretty close. And he, that, that night he said, Oh, well, where, you know, where are you subbing at today? And I said, I'm here. And he goes, Oh, that's right by my house. You know, do you want to grab a bite to eat? And I was like, sure, whatever. So I met him at a local restaurant and he brought me a candle for my birthday. And he was like, I didn't know what would be like appropriate. And Aww. he's so thoughtful. And I was like, that's actually really perfect. Like you don't really know me that well, but a candle, that's, that's awesome. So cool. yeah. yeah. And he's a really nice guy. And I'm just like really rooting for him. I see that he's still single, but yeah. you know, and I'm just like, Oh, like, he, he's a great like that, guy, but it, yeah, you know, he just wasn't my person, but he's mm -hmm. a great guy. Like I would highly recommend him. Yeah. I'd love it's, to give him a shout out. But. And that's the, that's the thing, right? It's like, there's been times that I've walked away from a, from, you know, a few dates or whatever and thought, why can't I have the spark with <laughs> yeah. this person or even an interest? You know, why is like, 
this person would be like great, mm -hmm. but you just like, but the thought of sleeping with them just doesn't like, I, I think for me, the spark is a romantic sexual thing for me. You yeah. know, I've said this plenty of times and I actually still feel this way, even though I'm reading this book and it's challenging this, but it's like, I want to be like, have a best friend, but I also want to fuck your brains out. Like <laughs> I have to have that. I can't look at you and just go, you would be a good decision for me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I can't, if I don't want to cuddle with you, kiss you, lay with you, get naked with you. Like if I don't want that, Oh, that's, it's hard. It's, it's, that's a dip. That's a challenge because even if it's when you like someone, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the mystery. If that, that little thing that what, what Gretchen said, just that even the interest, I don't know. I've been interested in all kinds of people mm -hmm. and then not interested in all mm -hmm. kinds of people. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if there, if it's a chemistry thing, an energy thing, but I, I mean, I think we all face that. I've, I've felt that same thing where I've had, um, I've had guys that have done similar things to, you know, bring me gifts and things like that, but I had no interest in dating them. And we were friends and we're still friends, but mm -hmm. I just, Same. I had no interest in, in pursuing that. And yeah, it's, I, I, I can't tell you why, but I, I mean, I've dated all different kinds of, you know, short, tall, big, you know, small, like I just, mm -hmm. and I mean, the height. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's for another podcast, yeah. <laughs> but I do have to ask everybody, raise your hand. If you've experienced a micro dick. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Both. Wow. One's raising her hand and one's laughing. One, <laughs> one is showing For her pinky and the other one is. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. Did I, just raise his hand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I did this one time in college. Crazy shit happens out there. I don't yeah. judge. Hey, that's my past, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that to me, that's one thing that I feel my heart actually goes out to anybody that actually I'm laughing, but if that's you out there, like that, 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 that would be difficult. That'd be tough. I mean, it's challenging enough just being a human. You add yeah. in some kind of complication like that. That's, I mean, then you go back to the whole blind dating thing, right? You know, the blind dating. Dear Lord, oh, you're, you're not, I mean, yeah. you're going to base, you're talking about everything oh my unknown. Lord, everything's unknown. You might show up and have a monkey on. <laughs> That's Pammy's story. That's just deception. <laughs> Hiding he the monkey. have told me that. <laughs> this is no joke. Deception. Oh God, I don't know if I should say that. But that, that seriously, that, there have been, I think oh, that, that if it's something like, I think that needs to be discussed. I, I think that if anything what? that would be extreme. That needs to be on their profile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm average, above average. or Extremely like, confident with a micro penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can tie my shoes with my tongue. Though. <laughs> Oh Jesus. So I did have a, a, a good friend of mine, a female friend of mine that she was going out with this guy and it was the opposite. And, and they were going to be getting intimate. And he said, Hey, we should talk before. Wait, she had a micro penis. 
Yeah. Oh God, I could go there, Steve, but I refuse. Oh so, uh, so wait, am I bending over or you? <laughs> but no, like this guy, I guess was like hung like a horse, and it wasn't just like, oh, he was pretty big. No, he was he was giant, and he said, hey, like there's something we should talk about before this happens. Like I'm, you know, this has been a problem in the past. <laughs> and she said they got to making out and he like she put her hand in something happened she felt it and she literally pulled her hand away she goes nope i'm out <laughs> yeah she's like there's no way that's happening wow and he was like well we can and she's like no <laughs> like literally she goes that was the that was the last date she's and she goes we're still friends uh but she goes be like nope she goes, my body would not be able to do that and i was like wow so i felt really bad when i left that night no <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I got a small dick. It's all good. <laughs> no, I've experienced that actually before. What if I dick? No, oh, that, that, my that, small dick. No. She's like, I'm experiencing. She pointed at me. She has it, ladies and gentlemen. No, sorry. no, I know. Not. She no, has it. We are merely friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but. That that person wanted to also not be gentle. They wanted to be rough. Oh. I was like, yeah, I don't think so. That's, yeah. Like, that can really cause some damage, like physical damage. Like, I, I don't like, think that some I, men yes. understand that. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's very delicate. Even though we birth children right. through that. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, that is, like, messed well, up. Well, that's what, yeah, this, uh, actually, this turned the corner is fine because it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the truth <laughs> is, that's that's actually very true. So guys that feel that they're small... It the reality is, it it's it that's a guy thing. Guys think big is better. Guys want their you know that's that's a part of their manhood. But the reality is, yeah, like Gretchen said, there's it's there's only like that's only so deep in there, in in the woman's vagina. Like it's only so deep, and it's you know yeah they can birth a baby, but the, that's not coming from the vagina. That's in the belly that comes out. It's like there there's limited space in there, and so. You're like, why do you know this, Timmy? <laughs> I've done my research, but that's, that's something, a question that I've got, you know, guys are like, well, I'm only, you know, I'm not that big with them. I'm like, guys, it's not, that doesn't really you just have to be big enough. In other words, if you're not micro, you're probably fine. Um, and, and, you know, if you have a horse thing hanging, that's actually not a good thing. You know, I have, I have a buddy that, that he has that and it, it actually causes problems. Like it's, right. it's a, it's a diff, it's challenging. Well, when and, you're in pain, I'm sorry, you're not going to orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah that's just not, no, no, I had, it's funny you talk about rough. I, I had, uh, right out of my divorce, a girl that just shocked me because I was so not a little Christian boy. I'm a little, I was a little <laughs> sure, pastor. Sure you are. And so this girl was like, uh, by the way, before we, uh, cause we started making out she was like, she stopped me and she goes, I like it rough. Is that a problem? And of course I'm like in my mind going, is that what exactly? Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally was like, what? Did you have a bag with her? Yeah, I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, I was like, she goes, pulls out the cuffs. I'm like, no. Oh. no. <laughs> that was just, I don't know. It was just, it was such a shocker to, you know, I mean, I was this little Christian boy, you know, I was so pretty naive, right? I mean, I wasn't as naive as some people like you were, Pammy. Yeah. Pammy. Being raised so, yeah, so, Pammy. yeah, dear Lord. <laughs> uh, but definitely, pretty naive for the for the world and so when she said she liked it rough i i literally in my mind was like 
I don't even know what this means. Like, what does this right. mean? What's that definition? Yeah. So I just thought, well, this means passionate and like kind of be rough, like in my movements, I guess. I was like, I don't know. So anyway, that's I don't probably know. not what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's nice. Been well, she pulled out a pair of brass <laughs> knuckles. I'm like, <laughs> wait, did you ever find out? Yeah. She just meant rough, meaning like, yeah, like, you know, slap her, spank her, pull her hair, like all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, so like, I was like, oh, well. But she liked more than that, which some we people never may got not consider that. that rough, though. Right. After a couple of years being single, you're like, okay, listen, do I need to get the medical kit out, or what are we? Talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what's the safe word? Yes, what's an AED in the closet? Do they have a bracelet need? for that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's wearing a bracelet. It says rough. <laughs> <laughs> she got the black bracelet on. Let's do this. <laughs> well, the only other encounter I'm curious. So two things. I, this is so fascinating to me. And it's a part of dating, at least for me. This is all new to me. Have you been with anyone or had anyone talk about BDSM or S and M? No, no, no. Gretchen, no. no. I don't think so. Wow, Steve, do you, no. do you have a dungeon? No, <laughs> I do. Well, you do, but it, yeah, it has guns and liquor in it. It just has guns and liquor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did actually. I, <laughs> there's a there's a girl I'm talking to the other day. I was at her place, and she goes, "You want to see the basement?" And I was like, I kind of looked at her and she goes, she looked at me and she goes, she winked at me and she goes, I do have a dungeon. And I was like, oh shit. Yes, I do want to go there. No. Uh, no, but I did have an encounter with that. I did have an encounter with a girl that said, I'm a, I'm a submissive. And I'm like, what's that make me? Like, You're goes, like, I am too. I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm like, I'm a dad. Is that, it's like, oh wait, daddy, is that better? I don't know. Yeah, I no, like that, that was an inch. That was actually a very interesting encounter. I, I didn't do super, I wasn't super suave with it all just because I was asking too many questions. And she was like, Timmy, that's just it. You don't ask me questions. You tell me what to do. And I was like, Oh, I go, that's so, so difficult for me, especially in this context. You know, right. it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be on the news tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I want this to turn into a crime scene, but I definitely had, I had to learn, you know, I, I mean, just, we only had a few dates, but, I learned like, Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, and she just enjoyed it because she's in a, like a leadership position. So she in, in real life. And so she liked the idea of me, you know, manhandling her and her words, you know, and you know, not having to be in charge or yeah, right. Yeah, like I'm yeah. in charge, you know? And, yes. and she said like, that doesn't mean I'll do anything. She just means. And so we talked about it. Here's the things I would do. Here's the things I went through it all. I was like, she goes, are you down? I'm like, yeah, I mean, we can see what, you know, so a few encounters. We're still friends to this day. I mean, nothing intimate anymore, but she's still cool. She's a school teacher, actually. <laughs> Her name is. <laughs> yeah. Her name's Miss. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, that's funny. I love that she also, in this book, talks a lot about, which I find so fascinating. I don't think this is not really the road for me, but I still find it fascinating, which is the polyamorous stuff. She talks quite a bit about polyamory and she's very respectful about the non-classic kind of relationship, what she calls non-monogamy, you know, and, and, and especially cause she's over in the West coast. And so she's, she said, she goes that, you know, I, I know a lot of non-monogamous couples and she lives in a commune by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yep. She yeah. lives with 12 other couples. Oh, wow. Her and her husband, Scott live at, yeah, live in a big like mansion with 12 other couples I don't know if that's still to this day right now, but a year ago during the pandemic, she lived in a commune. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, so they I shared groceries. They shared. They had a garden in the back. Like, yeah, she lived in a commune. Is that a commune or a community? Commune. That'd be a commune. Yeah, I, would I think, think she called it a commune. Yeah. Which is, you know, for me, the way I look at life, it's much like when I was uber right wing conservative, not anymore, you know, and heterosexual relationships were the only relationships that God would approve of. That's what I thought. And then you, you know, then you open yourself up to, well, no, God accepts all relationships. And then God's, you know, of course, then you look at the Bible and you're like, well, the Bible's full of polygamy. Like, so when people say, well, the biblical idea of marriage, I'm like, fuck you. The biblical idea of marriage is a, a convoluted fuck yeah. mess. Like, look at the Bible. <laughs> like, you know, hello, Solomon had 700. Like, come on. So anyway, but yeah, she talks a lot about that, especially in her, in her interviews. And I, I found that to be fascinating. You know, I'm definitely a little bit, like, maybe it's my age. Maybe it's raised in the Midwest, you know, uh, who knows? Um, you know, when we were hunter and gatherers, you lived in a village and everybody fucked everybody. Like that's what it was. I realized that, you know, that doesn't seem very civilized in our day and age. You know, one man with one woman is what we think is normal. One man, one man, one woman, one woman. But, you know, she talks a lot about polyamorous relationships or open relationships. I find that fascinating. But, uh, well, I, I liked how she talked about the, the origin of marriage. Because we, I mean, we've talked about that before is it's not, it isn't today what it was, what it was originally. Originally it was the transaction, mm -hmm. you know, carry on the family line, mm -hmm. get more land, let's build our kingdom, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And so I think for me, I mean, I'm, I'm way more open into, you know, or open to marriage in all different forms, you know, or not marriage. Right. Like. You know, I don't. Oh, well, that's something we've not talked about. That's interesting. Yeah. So you'd I be okay to never get married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be fine not being. Not even married. living together. No, I, no, living together. Yes, okay. I, I yes, definitely want to be in a relationship where we share a home and you know life together. But I don't need that piece of paper um, that the government, <laughs> you know, right. says I'm married. Um, you know, I'm not against doing like a ceremony of uh, you know like. The commitment Com ceremony commitment to, to our love and our, you know, our future, but I don't need, I don't need to be married yeah. or, you know, have that I, to, to be fully committed to someone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. What about, what about you, Gretchen? I'm curious because I need uh, that paper because if they die before me, I want their retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I love her honesty. That's common law, though. Yes, common law. If you wait six years, yeah. like yeah, I, I'm totally kidding. I yeah. just that's this, just my distorted brain yeah. thinking. But yeah, well, they're they're you mm. know I've often wondered like because of I'm I would be fine with marriage and 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 part of me is like really looking forward to marriage. Um, though it's not, again, like I've told you, people say I would never smoke, date a smoker. Like I'm even open to that. Like I'm definitely very open-minded to certain things, especially if they don't smoke a pack a day, you know, they're like, I only drink, I only smoke when I drink. I'll be like, okay, fine. So yeah, for me, I mean, there's just certain things where, yes, I do want to get married. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, if I met someone and you know, <laughs> and there were, Lots of sparks, but also lots of loyalty and all the other things. <laughs> I think I'd be willing to, you know, if they were like, nope, I don't want to ever get married. Now, I, I would want to live together. Like, I wouldn't want to do separate housing unless, yeah. I don't know. That, that, I've I'm, heard of people doing that. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. Now, to have a house that you live together, but then have a separate condo, like, 
like yes. where I live. Two places. Yes, two yes. places. That's yes. fine. But you know, both yeah. of you reside in one. Right. But you had another. That, yeah, it's that, just like having a lake house or a absolutely. You know, mountain house. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You can get a yeah. getaway. I think the thing that I've appreciated by now in my solo singleness is just the the, the freedom. You know, the and I don't mean freedom to fuck around. I don't mean that kind of freedom. I just mean freedom. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the my space. So it's like, man, if I do get married, I definitely want my space, though. That yes. is one thing. I think being single now for four years, I like that, you know, the days when I actually, I know that my kids aren't going to be there, even though they're very fluid with when they come into my house. But I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to cook dinner to, for anyone. I don't have to do anything but just myself. And so I thought about that. If I ever got remarried, I would almost want to have my like woman cave or whatever you would call yeah. it. The she shed. Yeah, the she she shed. shed. <laughs> yeah. You I know, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, and I even brought that up with someone who I did have a long-term relationship with. I said, Hey, let's like, you know, cause we did talk about marriage, but I said, we should build a house. And when we do, this is how I want it designed. I yeah. want to have, I want to have my own space and I know how you are. You need your own space. I feel like that there are certain times where you come home and you just literally don't want to deal with anybody, even your spouse. Yeah. Even though they're even very supportive, you're just like, I can't deal with another human today. So, yeah. you know, and there'd be like a code word, like whenever I text you a code word, you know, on the way <laughs> the home. safe word is. That, yeah, that means, okay, well, I'll put your dinner in your man cave then for you and then we'll be good. <laughs> 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 it's like, hey, I'm thinking I'm not sure I want to get married. Oh, wait, no, wait, which one? <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think that, like she talks about in the book, like widening your filters even. You know, if you think you want mm -hmm. a person that's 6'2", but what if, like her, you know, she talked about her husband now, mm -hmm. Scott, you know, 5'8", red hair, and like all these things that, She's like, that was not in my profile of what I was Well, she said for. she actually swiped left on him. On yes. Yeah. yeah. Which that part's fascinating to me because I've talked about that with Pammy on the, on the show here where I've said, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there are women that if I met them in person, they would get a swipe right from me because I'm getting all of them you know, I'm getting the whole context and I'm like, oh my God, they're like, great, you know, swipe right. But if I saw them online, I'd be like, fuck no, you know, and that's. That's the unfortunate part. I think that's the difficult part with online dating is you you can't really get a sense of somebody from a picture. And right. I like cats. Very, very and, limited. And she yeah. talks about how to kind of how what we do. We rush into setting up our profile and put in our parameters and then we don't go back and change it because we mm. don't want to like rock the boat or whatever. But I think I spoke with you about this, that I've actually met with guys and thought, well, they look decent. And then I meet them and I'm like, whoa, I'm like, you are way better looking in person. And I'm like, dude, let me redo your profile for you. And I've totally yeah. done this for a ton of guys. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll be like, show me your Instagram. Show me this. Show me this. And I go through their photos and I find I'm like, this is it right here. This needs to be your photo. And they're like, well, I was, you know, jet lagged and this and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but you that is what you look like in real person instead of your freaking it headset and your selfie at work. I'm like, I don't want to see that shit. Right. You know? So yeah. I've been but, shocked by some of the but, pictures, oh gosh, but yeah. I'm telling you, I, I, when I was on, on apps, I would give people a chance. And actually the guy that I had a long-term relationship, I was like, he has really shitty photos, but I'm going to meet him anyway, because he was so funny. Like his, 
you know, his line when he reached out to me and messaged me, I was like, oh, wow, I really like this guy. I, he had been on there for two days and I had two days left in my membership. And yeah. I was like, dude, here's my number. Like my membership expires. Yeah. And so it was like a drop in the bucket for him. He paid one month or something yeah. like that. And then, you know, so. Which was that yeah. match? It was match. Yeah. Yes. I've, 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 you know, Lance was trying to get me to do, to do match. Um, I, I never did it, but I, I've heard people, I, I met a couple today. I'm doing their wedding in uh, September and I'm like, how'd you guys meet? And they said match. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I've had I'd, some relationships for match. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, match was, yeah. yeah. Is it, I have shares in match. I need to <laughs> <laughs> He invests in match. I love it. Matches. Yeah. So do you, uh, when you were on there, did you, cause it's a more, it's a more detailed, like they ask you a shit ton of questions. Is that why people like it? Because it's, if you're more serious. Maybe. Um, other than the fact that you have full access to the person's profile and everything right up front. Uh, and contacting them and everything. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, Bumble is, you know, obviously it got to match. Know, they, they, and you have to match. And then the woman, if it's a male, female thing, has to reach out first. And then, but match, it doesn't matter. I mean, they can comment on your pictures, you know, you, and that's the part that really, like, when I, I was on it back in 2009. Oh, God. No, 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 no. 2000, 2013. It was 2013. It was the first time I ever got on any online dating and um, I didn't like it because it got creepy. There were people that, you know, would comment on pictures and things like that, that got, it just, it just was creepy to me. Yeah. And, um, but I also met somebody and I was in a relationship with him for three and a half years. So, Oh, okay. I mean, it, it, it worked, but yeah. then I went on, then I went on again and I, I don't know this time around. I didn't, it was yeah. different. Yeah, it was different. It's, yeah. it is set up different. Now you have to pay. It was free back when I was on it before. Oh. When it I was, was on free it, option. I did have to pay, which was the, over three years ago. Yeah. They changed it and now you have to pay regardless. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, not to talk specifically just about, um, the end at minute thing again, but what was the end at re revelation for you there? What was the idea of like, okay, we're going to either keep going with this or we're going to have to yeah. three and a half year. Um, so, uh, there were a lot of factors involved. Um, I lost both of my parents during that relationship. Uh, I was not in a good space, even though I thought I was, Yeah, I, was, we always do. Yes, that's, that's yeah. a funny thing. I mean, it, grief is grief is tricky. And I, even though, you know, both of them were in hospice and I knew they were going and I had time with them and all those things, there was a lot of emotional stuff there that I didn't address. Yeah. Um, and since then, you know, I've, I've worked on a lot of that, but there was also, he had three children that were still at home. Um, he did not have a good relationship with his ex. That was challenging. Um, I didn't know how to be a step parent. I didn't know how to be a friend to the kids. Like I didn't know any of, and then I'm trying to deal with, you know, grief and oh all gosh, it yeah. just, you know, he was a great guy. And it just, it, it just wasn't going to work, yeah. you know, it just, there just wasn't. And what he wanted from me in the end was not what I wanted. Yeah. And like you said, he was on the train to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the train to Chicago and you know, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that analogy. Cause I, I thought about that. That's interesting. Like 
if if they yeah if they think they're going to Chicago and you're like yeah like I don't want to go to Chicago yeah. you know I'm I'm headed to Florida right. so well you yeah. get get off yeah. soon that way because I mean, otherwise you're three days onto the de- train to Denver you're almost there and you're like hey wait yeah. you know yeah. by the way <laughs> and I think no I think some land. people feel like that I think yeah. some people you get so far into a relationship I literally just coached a couple like this that she's not feeling it anymore and hasn't mm-hmm. for a while, but they've already talked to marriage. You know, he's already proposed ish. She talked about sliding, you know, yeah, just sliding to the next part of the relationship because like, it's what you feel like you're supposed to do, you know, supposed to do. Yeah. That was my right. entire life. Like, mm-hmm. That's why I got married. What society? Well, I was not going like, to say that, but yes. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, yes. I mean, growing up, I was supposed mm-hmm. to do this and I was supposed to do that. And this was the next step and the next step and marriage was the next step. And then kids and right. I did it because that's what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, you can get lost in the woods for sure. Where you don't even, I, I think for me, you get to a point, or I was at a point in my life at certain times where I'm like, who am I? What do I want? Where, what is going on? You know, you're just so completely uh, lost. And in, in being a relationship coach, you know, I deal with a lot of relationships where when they come in separately, you know, they're just they, like, I've lost myself. You know, I, well, I mean, I've talked about that with other friends of mine that are like, you know, I used to do this and I used to do this and I used to do this. And then I stopped all that because I'm now seeing somebody. It's like, I'm losing mm-hmm. myself and I haven't even, you know, yeah. and that, and that, <laughs> that happens, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens. And it's, and it's not anyone's fault except your own, you know, that you've allowed this relationship to pull you away, you know, and it's not like, it's like that person's bad for doing that. No, we just needed to make a decision like, okay, I realized that this is taking me away from me and I need that's, to get that's me my back. panic button now. Yeah. Like if I, in a relationship, if I find myself at that point where I'm losing um, time with my friends or my interests and things like that, that's my panic button. That's interesting. That, yeah. That, that's your, that's your pull, that what is, you pull, pull the parachute. What's yeah, the eject button? Yeah. It, it not, it not getting out of the relationship necessarily, but checking myself. Am I putting myself, you know, am I making myself a priority and the things that I enjoy? Is that still a priority? Because it is, it's so important to me. Yeah. But you know, if I'm in a relationship where all of a sudden, you know, the walls start closing in and this person is like, you know, you have to spend every moment with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tap, I'm tapping Tap out. <laughs> I'm like, so, was that a powder? <laughs> I, have a, I have a marriage counselor that became a drinking buddy. And what she told me though is I started tap dancing last year. And I have a floor in my basement. Like I tap in my basement. You know, I don't oh, take that, no, that makes sense. Your text makes so I much know. more sense. I'm like, well, I don't understand what she's like, says, I get it. Okay, now says, we get it. She says the first, next time I ever see rust on the soles of my tap shoes, I need to leave that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> see, that I love awesome. that though. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. It, that's it's so that's, true. I think it goes back to like, how does this person make you feel yes. like in the yeah. relationship? Oh, yeah. How do you feel? Do you, do you feel right. you know, anxious? Do you feel bored? Do you feel uh, supported or not supported? Do you Alive? feel, I, I, you know, I, I was talking to someone uh, the other day about, and they were talking about their, their past relationship. And they said, you know, I just felt so uh, trapped and I felt not myself. And I just felt like, and, and this, the person they were with wasn't encouraging at all of their life. You know, it was very self-centered on their part. 
And I'm like, man, you know, I wonder how many people stick those kind of relationships out. They stick with it for who knows Was why. this a marriage or was it just someone? They were just dating. dating. Oh, yeah. okay. But they actually lived together. Right. And, and it was just over time, it just became like, mm -hmm. I am not happy. In mm -hmm. fact, in fact, if you're in a relationship now, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't know shit. But if you aren't a depressed person, but you have gotten into a relationship and you find yourself depressed, that's something you should look into. Right. Like that could be a result of the toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like if you, yeah. if you weren't a depressed kind of a person as a single person, but then you got into a marriage or not a marriage, but a relationship. And all of a sudden you find yourself, I would dig into that. If nothing else in your life is impacted. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. right. Are you depressed in every area of your life? Yeah. Then that's, yeah. If it's just a, if it's just the relationship that's triggering you to that, then look at, look at yourself. Obviously you want, you know, to make the shift in yourself first, but also look at the relationship. What sure. are, are those, are those contributing? You know, yeah. Absolutely. Are they contributing? Yeah. But if it's in every area of your life, like your, you know, your career, your friendships, whatever, then that's internal. You yeah. got to deal mm -hmm. with that. And yeah. you definitely a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we did get some questions, uh, that were turned in. So let me, let me ask, ask these and see what you guys think. Um, well, I thought this was funny. This is the first question that came in that said, when, when is, when is it time to have sex? That's a common question. Does she, I haven't gotten, gotten, I'm a halfway through the book. Has she talked about that at all? Because in my, in reading through the book, um, and the ideas for creative dates and things like that, you know, she talks about get together and cook together. And I'm like, every time I've cooked with somebody, <laughs> <laughs> we get to cook I'm it like, in the bedroom. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> That, she's pretty she, free. Yeah, she, she's pretty so free about she, all that. She doesn't address it as you know, like oh, there's a certain number of dates that you should have before you. She actually said 17 leave. hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she in fact she she talks against that. Okay. She, she says just let that, it just let it. She she said yeah. she goes. You know what? You could have yeah. sex on the first date, or it could be the tenth date. Just a, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason because she talks about she she's against games, mm -hmm. like when someone texts, wait 15 minutes before you reply, and you know keep a little distance, you know. No, I'm just thinking about your whole idea of Steve's yeah. idea of the hallmark, yeah, you know, go and just, yeah, and just full in. Go, go all in, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. no game. She believes, no game. yeah, she believes in no games. She yeah. thinks that's, she says when coaches, she says, when I see YouTube people like saying, you know, wait 15 minutes before you reply and just da da da. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's all bullshit. That's yeah. games. Yeah. Don't play games. Yeah. I so what about for, for you guys? I'm not asking for you to tell me what your rule is, but I'm just curious. Cause you, you know, the girls have girlfriends, we have guy friends. When is it time to have sex? Like, do you have some kind of parameters? Do your friends have parameters or what's that usually look I've like? Tried it. I've tried it both ways. I've tried it where I've intentionally set a number of dates. Yeah. And it's fine, but I've also been, but I, I think I'm more of a, just let it go with the, go with the flow. <laughs> See how you feel. Yeah. Just go with the flow. I mean, if it's, if it, if it is, if we're both feeling it, then there's, I mean, we're adults. Yeah. Did he buy you dinner? <laughs> <laughs> no, hers was an ice cream cone. Yeah. That was it. It was a little lower bar. <laughs> if I buy you this mint chocolate chip, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what that means, don't you? Yeah. I, here's what's funny. When she told me that story, I was thinking to myself, I can't imagine <laughs> those words so coming yeah. out of my yeah, mouth. Absolutely. Go back to that podcast. <laughs> oh, my god, He's like absolutely crazy. <laughs> cannot believe that. And that wasn't in person. I can't even imagine what Timmy's face looked oh like when god. I told him that. <laughs> so what about what's what's your rule around that? I don't necessarily have a rule, yeah. but I think it kind of changes you know, yeah, after, on the person. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on the person. I think it depends on your environment, your situation. Um, I mean, you're in, I mean, we have impulses, even though we have that frontal lobe, um, you know, um, brain development, unlike yeah. teenagers who are impulsive, but I, I don't know. I, I don't really have a rule. I'm not really dating right now. So I don't necessarily have a rule Yeah, right now. You're like, so, it's like, if I'm on my period, it's then. And then if <laughs> yeah, right. I have found, okay, so here's the thing that, and she talked that about But I have this. done both, like what she said. Yeah. Like I have, you know, hooked up with someone like the first date and we've continued to date or maybe the third date or whatever. So just depends, I, you know, I think it depends, but I hate it. I, I just want to say this though. I hate it when men say to you, like, well, we're both adults. <laughs> Well, so what? There still are all of these things that you have to consider. Right. I mean, I have a friend that works at a gynecologist's office, and she told me that the the women who come in with the highest rate of STDs are women in their mid forties. Really? Yes. And she's recently divorced as well. And she told me that we hang out, and she was like, you know, like we were talking about having sex with people. And she was like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And she was like, Gretchen, after what I see oh, at my work, she said, I'm telling you right now, majority of the people, she goes, you'd think it would be women in their twenties. She goes, no, it's mid forties. They come in and need treatment for STDs. <laughs> yeah. So there's that people. So that's like, so there you wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should I should have. You have those. You can get a say that. For say those. that again. Most women that repeat that statement. So most women in their mid forties have STDs. <laughs> there you go. That's problem. So stick with your twenties. Yeah. Safety first, Pammy. I know. Right. Safety <laughs> first. Yeah. I just, See, there's a reason. There's a method to my madness. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. You're like, you're like, hey, you wear protection? Yes, I do. I date only twenty somethings. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it is that. But I think <laughs> no, it, but they might thing. get pregnant, but so they don't have STDs. Not for me. Yeah. So, what's <laughs> funny is actually, here's what Pammy and I've been working together long enough. I was thinking this when she said it. I was like. Good thing I'm, I was thinking this, and then I was like, "Of course, Pam like, just says it out loud." Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I, just gonna leave it in my thoughts. <laughs> nope. Nope. So to me, in your head, out my mouth. <laughs> I think that that is a very responsible thing for men to do is to get a vasectomy after they have had their kids and had their marriage and yep. they're post-divorce, right? Yep, yep, I yep. know a lot of men that I have met that they have. They're like, you know what? I'm done having kids. Like, I, I am know. not effing around with this. Yeah. I got it done. It's a simple procedure mm -hmm. and get it, get it done. And then that way there's never any issue. I mean, I do yeah. have a friend that something did happen, you know, with just someone that they hooked up and they actually got oh, pregnant man. with twins. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So and that's been so. a con. I mean, that, that, this is a real conversation because I've had that conversation, you know, where like, listen, 
the kids thing. Like, if you have kids, oh, I'm totally down. I love kids. I have kids, and I'm great dad. I, I adore kids. I really do. But I really don't want to be popping out a baby here. You, have, you, an, know? you have adult children. So. Exactly, yeah. right. And I, I think most yeah. of us do. Well, well and I mean, I'd be fine with someone that had little children. I would be fine with that. Yeah. I'm, I made the decision to have my tubes tied. I'm like, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, when I got divorced, I knew I wasn't having any more kids. I'm like, I'm in my 40s. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Mm -hmm. And so I made that decision for myself because I knew I didn't want to have children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, and I mean, never would put it on a guy. And that's, right. yeah, to, that's, you know, right. yeah. To hold that responsibility. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to have more kids, I'm taking care of it. Right. You know, I mean, that's just, I've had that coffee. I had that conversation today, you know, that, my my conversation was basically like hey listen i don't want to steal kids from you you know because i'm i'm not i don't want to do that mm -hmm. and that that wouldn't be fair you know so like you need to really decide in your own heart and mind what you want and don't base it off oh you really like me and you really want to be with me yeah but, don't base it on yeah. the lust right don't right right. <laughs> right or even in fact i would even say love don't even base mm -hmm. that on love right. like no. like you could no. still find someone else to love that could give you the kids yes. i mm -hmm. i'm 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 that ship has sailed and yeah. one i don't want to go through the procedure to get reversed that's a mm -hmm. i heard that's super painful i talked to a friend of mine mm -hmm. that had that done super painful but but also just my age you know yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, yeah do you want to be mm -hmm. 70 and oh no yeah, no, 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 I can tell you this. Can I, I'll be vulnerable. I can tell you this though. Here's, this is very vulnerable for me to say. It took me a while to get over this. It actually, when I got my vasectomy, I was still married, but you know, after our second child, she was like, get it done, which was fine. I did it. And man, it was like my manhood got taken. It was a weird, and it's the fact that I can't impregnate someone on one hand is like, woohoo. But then there's another part of me. It's like, fuck, like I can't impregnate someone. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird, I, it's no, a weird. I, and I here's don't. the thing. I used to think that guys understood this just so you know. So, and I know guys are thinking, especially young guys, a vasectomy doesn't mean that you don't still produce an ejaculation. It just means that there's not sperm in there. So there's no difference in what the, the, the reaction of an orgasm before, before vasectomy and after vasectomy, anybody else in the world, it looks exactly the same. So everything's the same, feels the same. Everything's the same, except there's not the little bitty sperms in there that can impregnate someone. So, cause I remember when I was going in, you guys are laugh at me and this is how naive I was. I remember I asked my doctor, I'm like, so like, what, what comes out when I, am I just going to dry heave? <laughs> and I remember, oh I know that's how naive I was. <laughs> And he literally, he was so sweet. He just goes, he's stayed very professional. He said, Oh no, no, no. He said it just, you know, and then he explained, he said, you know, the ejaculate is something else. And then the sperm is what goes into the ejaculate. And it's literally there's well, it's, no nothing. Yeah, semen that mixes with the sperm. Right. Like, but there's no difference in anything, you know, there's not like even a volume change. Like it's exactly the same. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> but I literally <laughs> thought like no more coming. <laughs> Like that sounds oh terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how naive I was. Anyway, I'm not laughing at your naivety. Oh no, I know. Just, yeah. just the whole I dry heaving. That's I was like, that would dry be heaving. miserable. I'm just gonna dry heave. Oh my god, that's miserable. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, final the uh, question: When is it time to have sex? What, what's your p rule of thumb? Like, what's kind of your thoughts on it or around that idea? I. Uh, 
I don't know. Um, you I, don't have a date on it. Like I, you don't, I'm slow out of the stable. You know, I mean, I like to have a good, strong emotional connection. I mean, I'm the guy that could come over and cook dinner and, you know, and go home, you know, I'm, I'm pre on yeah. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually though, dating that way is a lot harder because <laughs> I keep finding myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Why? Some women get frustrated by that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have a situation, you know, not too terribly long ago, women invited me over for cocktails and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. You know? And then, uh, you know, she's like, okay, well, it's, you know, after a few cocktails, she's like, okay, it's bedtime. And I was like, all right, well, I'll call an Uber. I'll see you tomorrow. Sleep, you know, sleep well, you know? <laughs> And actually, I was like driving around with Timmy when I got the pissed off text, you know, she was like, did I piss you off? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I, I, you know, I mean, not a, like very clear communication about where yeah, we're at and all that stuff. Communication. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but. Uh, so she yeah. wanted you to stay the night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Apparently okay. bedtime and, you right. know, together. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he thought, oh, okay, bye. Did you ever cook dinner? Huh? Did you ever cook dinner? No, we were just mixing cocktails. Oh, okay. We've cooked dinner before, you know. Oh, okay. but no, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just like the strong emotional connection. And I, it's important yes. to me. You know? And now this shocks people because yeah. I've and changed. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Not at all. Unless they tell you it's bedtime and you get an Uber home. Right. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> right. no, I mean, for you to, to want that. Yeah, I'm fine with know? it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. And I've taken that cue from Steve. Steve and I've talked a lot about that because, you know, when I first got divorced, my thing was let's have sex and then do cocktails and go out for food. You know, it was like sex was the first thing. Yeah. And then as time has, has gone on, it's like, no, I want to like, let's hang out. Let's, mm -hmm. let's hang out and see, you know, see what's there. Cause, and I think we would all agree to this. At least I think so that for me, when there's that emotional connection, sex is all the better. You know, sex is great. Absolutely. I mean, hello, sure, coming is yeah. one of the most orgasming, better, cleaner way to say that is the most wonderful thing ever. Like there's no, nothing more exciting than that to me. Like, it's just like, wow, this is such a great thing, but it's an unbelievable, unbelievable thing when there's a connection and you care about the person you're interested and you're like, Hey, let's, you can stay right. the night too. Like, like let's, let's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you have my real phone number. He's got <laughs> Instead of my Google, my Google phone it's number. It's like Tom Segura. It's like Tom Segura says. He goes, "Have you ever come inside of a woman?" <laughs> He's like, "If you've been pulling out all your life, just leave it in one time." He's like, "It's the most awesome thing ever," and I'm just like, "Yes, it is. That's unbelievable for sure." All right, so, uh, and I I agree with with everybody i mean i i i don't i don't um i don't have any kind of a third rate a third i don't think there's rule. necessarily a rule i think yeah. it's just, i think some, some people, people do though yeah some people I do have rules yeah. i you dated i did that. yeah i dated a woman that she she told me six, six date? yeah six oh. dates and so we had you know three dates in one night because she wanted to get <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there shouldn't be any rules i know because, i know. You know when you're like when you feel that connection and you you know you're yeah yeah why hold yourself to that? Yeah, it seems restrictive. It's like, does. hey, if you want to and yeah. I want to, let's right. do this. Like, yeah. who but cares? I, I would say that women are a little bit more hesitant than to have sex on their first date because there's a lot of guys. I that would beg to differ. Well, <laughs> well, I would say, I would okay. say yeah, that's probably but, so true. But I'm saying that there's a lot of guys out there that pretend that they want a long term relationship when they're actually only looking for yes. a hookup. Yes. yes. That yeah. is true. Oh, I think guys, yes, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it took, it took me good two years to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, okay. Like that was super fun, but I'm ready to move on from that for sure. Um, all right. So the next question that came in is, uh, I'm a single middle-aged dad with a 10 year old son. Um, should I wait? Um, because I don't have a limited time. Should I wait till I can give more time to a potential partner before I start dating? No, 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 because there might be somebody else. uh, There might be uh, someone out there who has limited time, but has the same limited time as you do. Yeah. And you can make it work. Yeah. I, yeah, I I don't think, I think we restrict ourselves too much on, you know, we have this to do and this to do this to do. I mean, if, if you truly want to date, do it. Yeah. I would say he probably needs to check into the single soccer moms because they're (laughs) going to be, they're going to have that. um, What was, what was that? What was that when you see each other? I can't remember it now. The schedule? No, when you're, when you see each other a lot. Spark. Oh, Oh, the sparks. Yeah. They wear you down. There was a word for that? Oh, the exposure. Oh, okay. The exposure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Which Whoa, I love that. Stronger. So that's yes. the that's <laughs> uh huh. Talk oh to me. God. One 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 more old fashioned. Uh, yes, the exposure effect, which is yeah. that's when she talks about the yeah. yeah. So I would say for him, if his ten year old isn't in any activities whatsoever, like like be on the prowl. Yeah. Don't pounce. Right. But, <laughs> you know, get to know, get to find out like who's single. You can tell because the dad's not going to be there or they're going to be on opposite ends of the field or whatever it is. Yeah. That would be my recommendation for him. And he should, he should reach out to his friends and, and let him, let them know. Remember she talked yeah, about. I thought yes, that was fascinating. That so amazing. I'm like, yes, of course. Tell your friends to and family to set you up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people you trust. <laughs> clearly. You don't want to, yeah. But I mean, that that's perfect for that. Yeah. It's like, let people know that you're, you know, well, wanting I, to date. I think too, though, people that you've dated and that you were friends with. Yes. Hey, like, you know me well, so who do you got? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no Look, doubt about it. That's, me up. that's, I, I loved that. I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, seek yeah. support from your friends yeah. going, Hey, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to mix and mingle. Like, Hook a brother up, <laughs> but, but I've gotten the, uh, yeah, uh, Gretchen, you're too sweet for him. There's no way I would ever hook you guys up. Yeah. yeah. I have a great friend, but no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. all right. So, well, you know, hello, Steve, Steve's you're not middle-aged. Steve's a young guy, but, but you have what? 24 kids. How many kids? <laughs> do you have? He's, he's pushing it right now. I got four. You have hey, four we're kids. Matched, yeah. yeah and you, I have four. you date, you have time to date. I yeah, mean, you yeah, make time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got the Brady bunch. He needs to stay away from the soccer moms. Yeah, soccer moms are so fucking horrible. (laughs) If you have a minivan, just walk away. Stereotyping. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Hey, I was a soccer mom. I'm pretty fucking cool. Okay. (laughs) All right. So here's here's a question that I thought this was a great question that came in. Says. what are your thoughts on dating multiple people at the same time? 
But uh, what what does that mean, dating? I know like, I'm a one yeah. woman. Because I have I'm a, a one woman man. Well, I'm a one, man. I'm a one I'll, I'll, woman man. Yeah. And that and this is if you're um I've gone on there's a difference between dating and going on dates. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's Pre- a come on, so, preach yeah, panties. Big distinction. All right. So if you are on the apps or just out meeting people and you're going on dates, absolutely go on dates with multiple people. But if you find that person that you're dating multiple times, stop dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, why is that? Like, why do you think well, that's the way to do it? For me, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's an energetic thing. And it, it's a, it's a focus thing. If you're dating multiple people, you cannot get to know someone fully. Well, and they she says that to know book. you. She says, fully. go with that person when she talks about that secretary, that benchmark or whatever. <laughs> so once you find that, you know, yep. kind of like go for it. She's not yeah. saying like yeah. go it's into marriage, odds. but like give it the, give it, give it a chance. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I would, I would agree with her. Yeah. yeah I always figure if, if you're just talking to people going out, that's fine. But you know, when, once, once it's to the point where you'd feel awkward, if they were talking to you about a date mm-hmm. with someone else, maybe it's time to say, Hey, yes. you know, do the define the relationship. Talk, right. or, Are you we know, exclusive? Least, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is I, for me personally, I, I am a monogamous person, meaning like I don't have the energy to be, especially if it's sexual, like if we're, like you said, going on multiple dates and we're now sexual, well, I don't have, I, I can't be sexual with a bunch of people. No. Um, I've tried to manage at times I've tried to manage where it's like, I'm being sexual with one person and it's exclusive but I still will have talks with other people, you know, just, just, but that doesn't even work. <laughs> it's like, no. the, I've, I've learned the hard way, like just give this one a shot, but you know, but also for me, just like where I'm at in my life, you know, if someone's not very available, you know, if they're not available to hang out quite a bit, I, I find that's a struggle. Like, wow, I don't it, like, I struggle to commit to you if I'm not going to be able to see you all that much. Does that make sense? Yes. And I mean, you know, to me, like, that's, I don't know. You're not dating someone if you're not able to see them on a regular basis. Yeah. To me, uh, that's just my thing. Like if, if I'm going to see you once every three weeks, that's not, I'm not dating you. Yeah. I'm seeing you once every three weeks. Right. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not dating. Yeah. Dating would be at what minimum at least once a week. At least. I was going to say at yeah, least. At yeah. least, yeah. I have something to say about that, though, because I feel like there's this thing where some women get, like, if they, they, I feel like some women think if I'm talking to a guy, they automatically want them to be exclusive, like, only talk to me. Yes. You know what I mean? So I have a, a guy friend, and I know that he will meet up with, you know, like, say, three people or whatever. But, um, and I've talked to friends too, and they're like, well, I know that he's so-and-so is having, you know, this guy's having drinks with another woman, like on another day. And I, you know, I've asked him, you know, are you, are you dating multiple people? To me, that's dating multiple, multiple people. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's, that's not what it is. And then they just totally write that person off. Yeah. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. the, in modern dating, as she talks about in this book, like this, you have to get yourself out there. Except that it, that's a... Yeah. 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 Like if I were dating, I would assume that if I initially meet someone that yes, they are talking to other people. I take that as an automatic. And I think that other women need to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm tired of hearing these women like, well, and I'm like, no, like that. The expectation is, is that he is talking to other people. 
And don't give me that bullshit that you're not either, because I know you are. Right, right. (laughs) Well, I remember (laughs) that. Like, own your shit, lady. Yeah. Well, I I remember where I did find a problem, and this was last year. I had gone on three dates with this girl. So actually, I think it was our fourth date. And she's like, where's this relationship going? (laughs) I was like, we were going to, I thought we were just going to go to Target. I don't know. (laughs) Where did you think we were going? You know, and that was frustrating because I was like, it's the fourth date. Where is this going? I don't know. Like, I'm still getting to know you. Like, I need to get to know you before I'm willing to commit. Mm-hmm. But of course, now I'm reading this book and I'm like, well, fuck. Her attachment you know? style. What was her attachment yeah. style? Yeah. yeah. You think back I bet she was anxious. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because, case in point, we, you know, our fourth date, we were, I was like, well, where are we going? And literally, I was like, we're going out to eat. Like, we're hanging out. We're just hanging out, you know? Right. And, and she was just like, you know, well, did you talk to me? And she's just so like in my face. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we're done. That's well, literally that was it. That was our last date. Right. The very next week she posts on Facebook now in a relationship with, Oh, wow. So, and it wasn't someone she'd yeah. met before me. It was just that. Yeah. She's she like, want, yeah, she was. Yeah. Ready. So she went out with him twice and said, where's this going? And he said, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. He's down on the bullet knee. train to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Some of the evasive attachment type. They'd be like, where's this going? I'd be like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My Uber's here. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah. The- <laughs> uh, all right. Let me get to this other question. Oh, it says, gosh. I can't even get. Oh, this is an interesting question. He, uh, I think this was a guy. He said, I can't even get a date. Oh, dips uh, on this one. Yeah. Oh, you know, what do, what do I need to do to meet people? Don't be fucking boring. All right. There's so many yes. people out there and they're online dating and their, their, their hobbies are online dating, bitching about online dating and Tiger King or Blind dating. That it. Blind yeah, dating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do interesting, if you want to meet interesting people, go do interesting shit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, one of the first things I did when my wife moved out, this is fucking brilliant. I still love the hell out of this divorce counselor. I took a knitting class. Like me and a bunch of Episcopalian ladies sitting there knitting, you know. <laughs> and I found out I really suck at knitting. But I also found out like pushing my comfort zone, getting out there and doing stupid shit that I would not have done five, ten years ago. You know, really like brings me to people I would never meet before. You know, I yeah. mean. I've done tap dancing lessons. I mean, I've done cooking classes. I've done all kinds of fun shit. I've met some incredible people. And, you know, I mean, Timmy and I, we talk to guys. They're like, you know, oh, I I haven't been on a date in two years. I'm like, I go on more dates on accident than that. Yeah. I mean, mean, I'm just waiting for Steve to show up and go, dude, I'm married. I'm like, well, he goes, I don't know. I'm one thing to know. I'm at the altar. Hey, that'd be a hell of a weekend, wouldn't it? You know? yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, and the thing is, you know, yeah, I'm still single. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I could have three dates next week if I wanted to, you know, right. I mean, but it's not fucking hard to get a date if you're out there doing interesting stuff. I online, I did the app dating for like two weeks. My, <laughs> I remember that. Like, I hate this. Wait, you oh, no. for two I was weeks. like, Timmy, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I mean, that's the thing to me, because the thing is, you, you should be having fun. 
All right, mm-hmm. sitting there swiping through people and typing hey 700 fucking times a night. That's not fun, you yeah. know? And it's a shitty story. I mean, what kind of story do you want to tell your grandkids? You are a romantic. I am yeah. a romantic. <laughs> and here's what I love about Steve, and this is this is a shameless plug. So I met Steve because he hired me as a, a day coach. Because he was cheaper than a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> My prices are up now. <laughs> yeah, so that's that, – and then we became – it was literally – I forget how many sessions we did. I finally was like – he want, he goes, I want, I want to do three more sessions. And I go – and he's like, want to pay me? And I go, no. I said, we're friends. I want to hang out with you. So let's just <laughs> yeah. oh, skip, yeah. skip the that's payment. Awesome. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, because I kept ending up on dates, and I was like, Timmy, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just having something cool, someone cool in your life is, like, worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Timmy was like, no, keep doing that. that yeah. That's <laughs> – I mean, that's awesome. Like wanting to just experience life and see who you bump into. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. No, it's been, it's been an inspiration to me. Matter of yeah. fact, I think that's what I told him. I said, dude, you inspire me. So fuck the payment. Timmy's taking. I said, I should pay, summer. I should pay you. Yeah. I was like, I'll be paying <laughs> yeah. you. But no, I mean that you do what you love. Mm-hmm. Other people that love that same shit are going to like that. Yeah. That's how you can meet people. Yeah. And don't well, be boring. Yeah. And she no. says, I boring. mean, she has a whole chapter like in real life, like meet people in real life. Like, mm-hmm. like don't just hide behind the app. Yeah. IRL. Like, fall, like follow life. through. Like don't just do all that, you know, swiping and shit and talking and whatever, and don't do anything with it. I think that there's a large percentage that I think hide behind that app. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, get yourself out there. And she has like a little, you know, diagram or whatever, some matrix that she has about, you know, this or that or whatever. But yeah, I think just get, just get your fucking ass out there. Like yeah. do it. Yeah. Like do whatever, yeah. you know, because you could, you'll meet people if you're out and about. Now I think where the you know, Steve, of course, very outgoing guy, you know, has a charismatic personality, which really helps. But, <laughs> but the, the reality is yes, it might take you a little bit out of your comfort zone, depending right. on your personality makeup. You know, mm-hmm. to be able to to approach someone at a bar and even talk to someone, you know, if, I, and gosh, this happened. This, this was actually worth it. Yeah, but this was a couple of years ago. It. Yeah, this was a couple of years ago before COVID. We had a, a singles mixer back when we had 200 people at our singles mixers. I'll never forget. There was like a, two guys that came in and literally picked a table in the corner with their head down mm-hmm. back to the crowd drinking their their little drink and then commented that it was boring no one approached me and all that and i'm like <laughs> no one approached moron you sat over there in the Check fucking yourself. corner yeah. even you know we just had a mixer the other day and, and someone was like you know they didn't even they didn't come in to the mixer and i was like it's a one guy it's, it's, it's like car. here's the deal come in then we'll have more people Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, this happened literally before COVID again, four women came to the, the started at four, uh, seven o'clock, the event, four women came to the event. When they came in, there was three people there. That's all. There was three people and those four women. And they were like, Oh, this is lame. And they left by the, by an hour later, we had 150 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you yeah. come on, you got to take a risk. And, and plus, mm-hmm. Unless you're polyamorous, it only takes one. <laughs> so if there's only one person in there, maybe that's your one person. Right. Like, get your ass yeah. out there. Well, and she also says in there, when you are out there, don't be on your phone. Put your phone away mm-hmm. so, that, so that then you are approachable. Because if you are on your phone, it makes you unapproachable. Yes. 
So I think that makes it hard for people. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I like about like, activities or lessons. You put yes. the phone away. You're engaging with the person next yes. to you. You know, like and I, I was, love that. Yeah, like when I was taking my knitting class, like of course I had to talk to people. I had no <laughs> right. idea what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. You know? I was like, I just stabbed myself with the needle again. You know, can I go to the nurse? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like the venue that we're at now, which we just confirmed April's date, which I'll post it tonight. Okay. But we're we have Jenga. We have bing bag toss we have like there's games and there's like different little table ga- like we have stuff to do so it's yeah. not mm-hmm. like you just sit around and stare at each other and we do a book discussion you know we've talked that which that went off really well i think having that round table is awesome uh, yes. i think we should do that every no we, absolutely we're gonna every time do that yeah. because it went so well and it, it almost turned into um like a group speed dating where we're other than one-on-one we have to have 12 guys 12 girls it didn't matter the ratio because we all sat in a circle Mm-hmm. and and talked and so then after the thing people could kind of pair off like oh, oh wow. i really like the things that pammy said i'm interested or oh i like gretchen or mm-hmm. and it just kind of naturally can happen so i'm mm-hmm. excited about that all right so uh did everybody talk about the um your thoughts on getting dates did we cover that yeah don't yeah. be fucking boring yeah <laughs> don't be boring and actually like like be um act yes act mm-hmm. on you know yeah. if you are interested in somebody online like, like go for that date. Don't, yeah, that don't be hesitant. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Don't wait for her to say something. And I like would you, say, I mean, for that was a guy that did that. Yeah, I think so. And we talked okay. about, so he said he hasn't even, he has trouble giving dates. Doesn't oh, he have he trouble needs, getting dates. Okay. He needs me to like redo his profile then. <laughs> I, honestly, I was going to say, Gretchen, like, thank like, you for saying that. Like, I was going to say, him, like have him message me and yeah. I will, I will hook him up. Well, I was going to say the, that one, if you're not getting dates, then clearly you're doing something wrong at the front end. So they're not getting matches. Well, yes, they're not getting conversations. And so I think that is an app issue or just a getting out there issue because the other issue, this is not a question that was asked here. This was something that someone asked me before and they said, I never get a second date. And I'm like, okay, that should tell you something about how your first dates are going. A, A, because I, this would be a question. I'm sure someone listening, like, yeah, I get all these first dates. A, you don't look like your profile. So what's happening is you're showing up for the date and you're disappointing the person. Mm-hmm. They're looking at you with the hat on and sunglasses and all this shit. And then they show up and you don't have the hat on and you don't have sunglasses on and you, they, you know, they've got a whole different perspective or it's the notorious, you know, woman that takes the picture from six feet above her head. <laughs> You know, to appear, yes. appear to be I'm built one way. Extension ladder. Yeah. And it, again, it doesn't matter if you're overweight like that. That doesn't matter. I know plenty of overweight people that get tons of dates. So that's right. not the problem. The problem is it's deceptive. Right. I think you're and one way I'm showing up to meet you. And it's like, huh, where's your bunny ears? <laughs> like <laughs> right. you had yeah. bunny, you had bunny ears huh. in your pictures and now you yeah. don't. Well, here's yeah. the other thing though. If it's a guy, especially do, are they asking? Cause I know a lot of guys, I, oh, I, yes. I, you know, I was out of dr- drinks with a buddy and he had a lady come and meet him for a cocktail. And they, I mean, that just seemed like she was all into him and stuff. And a couple weeks later, I was like, so, you know, how, how'd the second date go? And he was like, well, I didn't ask her. I didn't really think she was into me. And I was like, didn't you like her? He's like, yeah, but she didn't seem that. And I was like, dude, you should have seen it from, matter, you know, right? I'm like, well, if you like her ask, you know, I mean, worst case scenario, she's going to say no. I mean, you already conned her out once. So check yourself um, before you go on dates. Like, where are you emotionally? When she talks mm-hmm. about that, like, and I, have yeah, your mindset ready that. for that. I yeah. love mm-hmm. that chapter when she I talked that. about the 7.30 a.m. coffee and how he was so anxious and and worried about work that he, he just t- completely wrote off the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like always, 
you know, for me, it's like, where am I emotionally before I go on a date? Like, yeah. what do I want to happen? Do I want mm. it to be exciting and fun and adventurous or do I want it to be boring and sad? And, you know, yeah. like, seriously, like if you're not, if you can't put yourself in a space of what you want to experience, don't mm. go. Yeah. Mm. Be, <laughs> here's a, here's an idea. Be intentional. Dating affirmations with Timmy and Pammy. <laughs> and then we can just do all these affirmations that yeah. you could do yes. before a date. There you go. <laughs> yes. I am awesome. Yes. I am beautiful. Yes. And people like me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, all right. So last question. Let me read this one here. How do you know? Oh, gosh. Bless America. This would be the maximizer thing. How do you know if you're too picky? Someone's asking, they go, how do you know if I'm, how do I know if I'm too picky? I have certain standards. I love what she said about what you're focusing on. She, she talked about that as a maximizer, how you focus on what you don't have and, or what's going what's wrong, missing. what's missing. Yeah. And then shifting that to what, what qualities do they have and that I really like and focusing on those things and looking for more of those things versus this, you know, this isn't going to work because blah, blah, blah. All the negative. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I posted this on Facebook. I said the worst, the worst reason to date is because you hate being single. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. You know, if you're, if you're just like, I hate being single, I'm just so lonely. I'm just so, like, you for sure shouldn't date. Or that the last person burned you so badly, you're angry, bitter, if you're angry, better, um, <laughs> you just don't get out. Don't there. get out there. Yeah. Work on yourself, get yourself to a space of, of joy and peace. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you know, my counselor told me he, he, I had, he and a, she had two of them. So I wanted to make sure I was getting a good balance, but they both kind of Maximizer. told me, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> guilty, <laughs> guilty. Uh, but they both told me the same thing. They both said that, you know, when you get to a place where you, don't care if you have a date, that's when you're ready to date. In other words, when you, when you're like, I'm totally cool to be single, yeah. then that's when you're ready to, to date. And that, 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 that spoke to me because I'll be honest, you know, when you first, I don't know, like for me, I, I knew my heart wasn't available. You know, I was allowing to have fun and all that, but there was definitely a part of me that knew you're, you're in no condition to get in any kind of serious relationship at this stage. Like just have fun get out all the fun you need to have. And then eventually as you stay in therapy, you'll get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm good. And matter of fact, I'm so good. I'm good. I'm cool. If I don't get a date, mm -hmm. that's when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts y'all before we, yeah, I always said, wait till you're single not just between relationships. Oh yeah. That's important. For sure. Man, I can't tell. I mean, we all are on social media. I can't tell you. It's like in a relationship with, and then that, they post some, <laughs> I hate so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And then the next week I'm in a relationship with this person. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. wow. Like they can't be single. You ever seen that? It's, I yeah. don't know. Is that a society? Like even some of my married friends, I feel sometimes pressure from them to be in a relationship. And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, like, no, Hey, you do you, I'll do me. And you know, mm -hmm. like, don't pressure me. It'll happen. You know? Uh, it's not like I'm not dating, you know, I'm not a hesitator. It's not like mm -hmm. I'm not getting out there, but sometimes I've, I've felt that way and I'm not sure that that's, uh, you know, the proper way to, to do it. 
All right. So we're going to go back to that question. How do you know if you're too picky? Read the, the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, the book is How to Not Die Alone by Logan Uri. Yes. And she's just precious. I've seen her in a bunch of interviews. She's just like, such a cutie. She is. Call me. Let's get on. Let have me on your podcast. We'll all three come and be on your podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or she, I wonder if she has a podcast. I think she may. Or I'll have her on my podcast. There we go. Hello. Yeah, let's do that. Woo, woo, woo. Anyway. Logan, we love you. Yeah. Thank you, Pammy. Thank you, yep. Gretchen. Thank Great you, Steve. Here. Thanks, Timmy. Steve, <laughs> thanks for the tacos, the yeah. fucking old fashioned. Oh Jeez. My God. Steve. You romantic motherfucker. <laughs> I'm you said how long this is going to be. Someone's going to give me a ride home or I'm saying. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Listen, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for coming tonight. Peace. Peace.